0: For the Girl fam, the For the Girl tour is just around the corner. I mean, I don't know when you're listening to this, but it is like days, weeks away, and we want to meet you and see you on tour. Ken's and I have been planning these events, and let me tell you, it is going to be an incredible night of fun. We have some hilarious moments planned, some videos, some dances, some pink wigs, (laughs) some matchmaking, guys. I mean, you're getting ready to actually meet one of the guys we're going to be setting one of you up with on tour and just so much fun. But more than that, it is going to be an impactful night of encountering Jesus, of actually getting to hear God speak, to feel his presence in a room full of women worshiping. We're going to do a little live podcast, so hopefully you walk away encouraged hopefully you walk away just feeling a little bit seen in whatever it is that you're personally walking through or experiencing. Uh, If you're already a For The Girl podcast listener, then like, it's just a night for you like this night was (laughs) created for you and we want to see you there so badly. Yes, 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 yes. Just the other day, Mac and I planned out the whole agenda, some things she already mentioned matchmaking dance, hilarious videos, live podcast recording, and I've never been more excited like if you were sitting across the table from me right now, like no doubt I would convince you to be there. If I showed you like a glimpse of what's gonna go down. So you guys Pretend I'm sitting across the table from you. I wanna see you. I wanna be you. I wanna take a picture with you. I wanna introduce you to another really awesome person that lives near you who could be your new best friend. I wanna worship with you. I wanna pray over you. I want you to experience breakthrough in every single area of your life. And I believe it's gonna happen that night. I mean, we hope to see you there. We're going to six different places all across the country. It's worth the trip, the flight, the road trip, the hotel, we're skipping class. I mean, all the things, it is worth it. Make it happen. You can find the link in our show notes or forthegirltour.com. See the dates, the times, all the things. And I hope, well, we hope, we will be seeing you there in just a couple weeks. Hey, girl, you're listening to the For the Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For the Girl podcast. This is our first episode of 2023, and we could not be more excited. For today's episode, we wanted to kick things off with a very special treat. You guys know we love our fun little segments in the beginning. And I think that most of you guys know that we are getting ready to go on the For the Girl tour in just a couple weeks. We're going to six cities across the country. It's going to be an amazing night of worship, encountering Jesus, and also having a lot of fun. And one of Penn's and I's favorite ways to have fun and to laugh and just to like not take ourselves too seriously is with matchmaking you guys know that we love helping you guys find love if we can and we're going to be (laughs) doing some very fun matchmaking on the for the girl tour and we actually have one of our guys that we will be setting up with one of you in Nashville Tennessee so if you're coming to the Nashville stop then you're going to have the chance to meet our friend Connor and if not Don't worry, every single stop, we're going to have an incredible, incredible guy. But if you haven't gotten your Nashville tickets yet and you live within like four hours driving distance, you better be there. So we're going to get to know Connor for you, though, because (laughs) we need to know who it is that you could potentially get the chance to meet and connect with at For The Girl Tour. And I'm really excited for us to, to interview Connor here today. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. so. Connor, how are you feeling right now? How are you feeling about this experience? What's going through your head?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Feeling good about it. I'm just (laughs) excited for uh, the tour. It's looking
0: good. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love that you are personally excited. Are you going to be in the room just like taking notes? Are you a note taker kind of guy?
1: Me, no. I like to just like store everything in my head. And okay. take the mental file, you know, and just yeah. uh, so I, I'm that type of person. Note taking is not usually my specialty, but, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's OK. That's OK. Honestly, I just think that. you got to be friends with note takers and then you can be present. Yes. And then they just send you the notes.
1: Absolutely. So, you
0: know, it's the best way <laughs> yeah. to do it. OK, Connor, oh. so tell us a little bit about yourself so that everybody listening to the podcast can, first of all, figure out if like you're the guy for them. And then also just, you know, no good to know you too. Good to know you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no pressure, right? So I moved here uh, to Nashville about a year and a half ago from small town Iowa. There's about like 10,000 people in my hometown. Small and town I'm,
0: guy. We love Yes. We town. love Midwestern guys. There's nobody better. We do. We right. do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm from a family of four boys. Uh, I'm a triplet on top of that. So no. that's what?
0: A, that is yeah. so cool. Okay.
1: And, uh, I'm currently attending Belmont doing music business with the legal emphasis, uh, hoping to do copyright law someday for a copyright consultant. So.
0: Wow. Are you in copyright law currently, the class?
1: I took it last semester and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Really? It one of my, yeah, it was so awesome getting to learn about the inner workings of how the entertainment industry and the music business just come together and how to not get sued. So that's kind of neat.
0: Wow. That was probably too niche for us because I took copyright law in college. Um, But sorry, guys, but I like it. I like we can see your passion for copyright law and what you want to do with your life. So I love that. That is so good. Okay, so I have a major question. Are all other triplet brothers uh, married or dating or single? What's their relationship status?
1: Yeah, they're all single, too. Uh, at the moment, but you know, it,
0: wow. It okay. You're but but you're, how grab. old are you? You're not that old, right?
1: I'm 20. Yeah.
0: 20. 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 20. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Connor. So you obviously are passionate about the music industry. I love hearing all about that. But like, what do you also like to do for fun? Like, when you're not at school doing your thing, what do you like to do for fun?
1: Yeah. So outside of school, I'm really passionate um, about like staying in motion with fitness and stuff. In high school, i swam on a swim team, like a USA club. That was awesome. And uh, I've kind of transitioned now into college doing like weights and swimming and rock climbing, stuff like that. And then when I'm not doing that, uh, I like to help out with my church and I worship lead at my Bible study on Wednesday nights in downtown Nashville, and then at my church on Sundays in Nashville.
0: Oh boy. Okay. We got a fitness guy, a fitness guru. We got a worship leader. You're the full, you were your Midwestern. You're a triplet. We. <laughs> you've got a lot going here. You yourself. got a lot to offer. Do you think that of yourself? Or are you like, are you like, what's the season of life for you when it comes to dating? Are you like, oh my gosh, I like, I'm scared I might not meet somebody. I like, I, I need a girl? Or are you kind of like doing your thing, feeling confident in your season of life?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in the like, season where if God brings somebody along, I'm chill with it. But if he doesn't at the moment, i am also chill with it. Because there's like, six months ago, a year ago, I was like, man, I could be in a relationship. Yeah. And then it was like, God's like, no, you don't need to be in one. And now it's like, Whenever it happens, it's meant to happen, so.
0: Yeah, that's good, I like that. I like that a lot, a good spot to be in. Hey, you guys, I wanted to interrupt the interview real quick to tell you about our partner, Upward. You've probably already heard, but let me tell you a little bit more. Upward is an online dating app For believers. That's right. You're gonna find some awesome Christian men on this app. I don't know why you would use any other app, but uh, this is a safe place of awesome men who love Jesus. We are so excited to partner with them because we realize that dating can be so hard sometimes, especially. Finding those Christian men, going up to them at church. I mean, we're just trying to make this a little easy for you guys. So download the app. We have a little link, afford the Girl specific link in the show notes. So go there, make your profile. I don't know why you just wouldn't do this. I mean, don't you want to see the type of men out there on this app? I would. Okay, so make your profile. But also send us your profile because we'll give you some feedback. We'll give you some advice, some cute pics, some good intros lines, all the things, you guys. Screenshot it, DM us. We can't wait to see all your profiles. Let's get back to the interview. Okay, Connor, what are you (laughs) personally looking for in a girl? What is kind of some things that you're like, ooh, if I met a girl who, you know, was like this or was passionate about this, this would be really cool for me.
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm looking for somebody obviously that loves Jesus. That's like, the main reason why I was like when I was asked to help out with this or help asked to do this, I was like, oh, let's do this. Because there's gonna be a lot of Christian people pursuing God at this. Awesome.
0: Um, amazing. Gorgeous. He, incredible women. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All in one spot. And yeah. uh and like my main thing that I'm looking for is like, you know, in Proverbs thirty one, it talks about like a woman of virtue and um, I'm really big on people being engaged in my life, not just present in my life. So looking toward that and what the Bible has to say while intertwining it with, oh, yeah, she can be pretty too. That's a great plus. And so, <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. Wait, can you unpack that for us a little bit more, Connor? Engaged in your life, not just present in your life? I want to know more about what you mean with that.
1: Yeah, so like I think there's a big difference between somebody that's just there Mm-hmm. and then somebody that's going to like actively pursue you as much as I'm pursuing them. Yeah. Not yeah. in a weird way. Like they can get creepy, but I mean there's yeah. <laughs> like the happy medium between Yeah. I want to be in your life as much as you want to be in my life.
0: Yeah. That's really that's good. good. I like that so a lot. are you hoping are you hoping they're going to go lift some weights for, with you?
1: No, not expecting that. At all. <laughs> Life. Okay, i
0: was just curious. So that part of the, your life, you're like, okay, you, you know, you can be there, but you don't have to be in the weight room. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, this is gonna be so good. Be I thinking. have high hopes. Me too. Okay, wait, Ken's. I thought because you know this is a podcast, they we're hearing the voice and we're hearing. All I was these amazing thinking answers, the same thing. I think that you you should give a little 15 second description of. Of what Connor looks F-K, like, okay, yeah, you know, Connor. still leaves a mystery. But there's some like, there's one thing I really want you to tell them about Connor. Okay, oh my, okay, yes, I know it. Exactly you got it. Okay, what got it, it go. is. Okay, so, okay, Connor, <laughs> okay, Connor, you guys, he's got some things going for him. You already know, but he looks as if he's about six. What are you? Are you six five? Are you 6, six
1: 5 six? I'm 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 six one.
0: Oh six one. I was just trying to yeah. oversell you, you know? Okay, he's six yeah. one. No, that's solid. That's six not one like giant tall. It's like solid tall. Okay, yeah, six yeah. one. He looks like he goes to the weight room, guys. He's got yeah. these broad shoulders. <laughs> he's got he's got a you got a sharp haircut. I mean, you must be yeah, up does. with that hair. Yeah. I think you probably have your regular two weeks. <laughs> he's brunette, he's blue-eyed. He's all right, guys, though. He's got some swag right now. Yeah, he is yeah. rocking, I think, a worship, a Christian Christian merch tee, right? Is that what I see there? Worship, 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 worship. worship, worship. I love that. It would have yeah. been even better if you were rocking some For the Girl merch, but we'll make sure that happens on For yeah, the we'll Girl Yeah, we'll get you merch. some. But awesome. most importantly, he's rocking the chain. He's rocking the chain. All right, yeah. so she- tell me a little bit more. Yeah, tell us about your necklaces.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So I got this one from my best friend and his wife. Uh, Haley's the one that asked me to help out with the girl. And then this one I got from my parents. Um, My dad taught me how to play the guitar. So I always keep his print of pick in my guitar and pick necklace and always have it it on me when I need it. So yeah.
0: That's so cool. I love it. That is so cool. Um, wow. If I was to name a lookalike, wait, you missed Connor. the one thing I wanted you to point out for Connor. And that was that Connor has his ears pierced. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. See that? You I didn't. thought you were talking about the chain. I thought. You no, I legit. wanted to. I just thought that every girl needed to know that that's a part of Connor's swag. He's got his ears. Tell pierced. us about and that. You rock Did it, you? Connor.
1: Yeah, all the girls in my friend group last year. Um, it was right around Easter. Or like, you should get your ears pierced. I'm like, no. My older brother got them, and he doesn't look that good. And then they're like, no, you should do it. <laughs> and so my mom did them when I got home for Easter. She did the needle and just and
0: no way. Wow. Yeah. that's hardcore. Oh, yeah. Wait. I, think so. that's I think you rock awesome. it. Do you feel like it's a part of your personality now?
1: Um, I I got back to Nashville after Easter, and all my friends were like, well. It kind of just seemed like you always had them, so I didn't really notice. But I go with and without them some days, so it's just.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, okay, so you don't wear them every day. It's like sometimes you do, sometimes you don't.
1: Most of the time I do, and unless I lose one, then I got to take them out for a while. Yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah. I like it. (laughs) So if you're looking for a swaggy guy, you guys, Connor is here for you. I'm so excited to see your fit for the girl tour. Do you already have something in mind?
1: um about 10 different outfits in mind. We'll see.
0: Oh wow. I can't wait to okay. choose. Wow. Okay. Well, this was amazing Connor. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and for being a part of For the Girl Sewer. You're going to be at the Nashville stop, which is actually our last stop, which is a Saturday, March 4th. Get your tickets, ladies, and then over the next couple of weeks we're going to be introducing some of the other guys at some of our other stops. But wow, I'm so glad we kicked things off with Connor. Connor, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This
0: was so fun. Okay, guys. Well, that's all we have from Connor. We are going to jump into today's episode. So let's get to it. Okay, you guys. It is time to get into today's episode. And we are so excited about it. It is for the girl who's feeling anxious about her future. And this is so real. If you are in college trying to figure out your career or your next steps, about to graduate, or maybe you're just a freshman and already freaking out about it. Maybe you're single and you're like, what is my future going to hold in this area of my life? So many things. So we want to speak into all of it. And I want to start off by saying, we're going to try to make this as practical and spiritual as possible. I feel like we're always trying to balance that of like, okay, how can we be like straightforward and make this actually feel tangible, but also speak the word of God into it and some truth into it. So it was really funny, as I was preparing for this podcast, I all I could think about was the verse, the Bible verse that says, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. And I was like, okay, this is so good. I'm gonna make this like the foundation of the podcast. And then I was like, oh my gosh, okay. I do love this verse. And it brings me so much peace. But what do I even do with this? And I feel like in the Christian culture, that's probably been true for you. You've like heard the classic scripture verses spoken over your life, expecting it to bring you peace, but it hasn't quite. And so hopefully as we speak into this, it'll feel more grounding and more practical and we'll give you some next steps. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was sitting here thinking about worrying about my future. And it's funny, Ken, because the last, you know, I feel like it's so relevant when you're in college to worry about your future because you're like, what's my job going to be? You know, what's my life going to look like post-college? Because until you graduate college, your life is low-key planned out for you. You got to elementary school, you got a middle yeah. school, got <laughs> high school, you go to college. And then is like the big question mark of what's next. And I remember that anxious feeling of, God, how am I going to sustain my life? How am I going to make money and all of those things? And now, you know, we're a long way from college now. And so past that stage of life, but I remember that phase. And then I remember it with singleness. And it's funny, I was sitting here thinking, you know, now that we're both married and all this stuff, I'm like, hmm, what am I anxious about in my future? And one thing I was thinking about is like, what's on the horizons for both of us is wanting to start families eventually and how low-key if I got really honest I definitely have some worry Mm -hmm. and anxiety about that of what if that's not possible and and what if I have to to wrestle through that and this dream that I've always had of being a mom what if that's not possible for me and how is that going to affect me and am I worried about that maybe I am worried about that you know and I think that this yeah. is just something that for me, like most of my days, I don't go through my days and worry much about what's in the next season, but I find myself entering into that. And when something is so out of your control, how easy it, it is for us to quickly jump to like, okay, well, I'm going to do all the things you're supposed to do to make this happen and to never pause long enough to invite God into our worry and to yeah. actually acknowledge it maybe first and then invite God into it. I think we skip really quickly to the 10-step action plan. And so I think this episode can almost be like a pause of let's take these worries and this anxiety about what's next and let's yeah. bring it to the feet of Jesus and let's yeah. deal with it at his feet rather than Searching it on TikTok and coming up with a twelve-step plan to how to like do it yourself, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't sure. know. I've already found myself wanting to do that, wanting to get the twelve-step plan to bring it into my control. But this is something that, as I think about this next phase of life for me, before I'm even trying, I want to be going to God first, without worry and anxiousness about what might be next. And so, yeah, yeah. I just I hadn't thought about it yeah. until right now. That's something really relevant right now that can stir up worry and I'm sure we all have that in our life if we got really honest yeah and in every season you're so right I started off by saying the college situation which that feels like the most obvious sometimes but it feels like this continues and if we don't learn how to respond to our anxieties now we're just always we're going to bring that into our future and yeah, you're right. I mean, we've talked about that a lot right now of building families and having kids. And I I don't even have this in my notes, but honestly, I think, well, step one, obviously, identifying where your anxiety is coming from. And then step two, talking about it too. I know for Mac and I, that's been like a conversation we've had. I mean, it can be a very crazy season for us. You know, we're both, yeah, we both are pregnant, but we both want to be in the near future. And there's so much fear that could happen there. And I've said this to Mac, I'm like, I'm kind of scared like what you never know help your baby you don't know if you have the baby and how that could change our relationship and our dynamic and our work life actually having not just internalized it but actually like expressing that together has actually been I feel really fruitful would you say the same yeah yes a hundred percent realizing that so many other people are in the same boat as you that you're not the only one that's worried about what's next or is anxious about what's next. And I think I have yeah. found so much comfort in all of those seasons, my college season, season of singleness, and now in this season, to where I can literally think of five friends in my phone that, I can, <laughs> that I've that i had these conversations with. And every time I have them, I feel that bond of intimacy with them. And it also just makes me see things about the character of God that I wouldn't see if I was just like dealing with the lies in my head, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So, I, and I think that that's, we talk about this a lot, kids. but I think getting in the mess with people is so, 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 so important and inviting people into the mess of your own worries and your own anxieties and not just letting them stay as this cloud of fuzziness in your mind, but really bringing them out and letting God speak truth into them, but also letting the people who are walking with God speak truth into them because sometimes they can be the voice of God in your life. So yeah, yeah, I think that that's so powerful to speak about loud to places of trust and accountability. Yes. So good. So good. Okay. So we jotted down some notes here as we like prayed through this and thought through this of what we want to share with you guys. So just shared that, you know, actually speaking them and having those intimate friendships where you can do that is so, so, so huge. But The next thing that I really wanted to talk about, and once again, really applicable to that same conversation we were just having about building families and anxiety around that. But first things first is if you have anxieties about your future, learning to love as best as you can where God has you before moving on to the next, I think is one of the most comforting things. Mm -hmm. It also feels so practical, practical and tangible and such a good way to push anxiety aside. I mean, when it comes Mm -hmm. to this conversation about building a family, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I want that. And I'm excited about that. But what can I see right now, today, in my marriage, in my relationships in my friendship that are just so, so good and that I actually don't want to wish away and actually putting your mind, setting your mind on those things rather than the anxieties of your future can really shift a lot and anxiety will have a a lot less of the hold of your life. And it's kind of like the small things too. You can just find joy in the little moments. Like if Mm -hmm. you're single and anxious about being single and really want to be in a relationship, find joy in these small moments of your single days and what you can do and the flexibility of that. Take note of just good days. If you're anxious about your health. And if your sickness isn't going to go away, take note of the really good days instead of like wallowing in the bad ones. And then also surrendering the hard ones and really Mm. truthfully surrendering that. I think through those three things, you're going to learn to start to love where God has you and your perspective. It just really does have a lot of power. I was, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking of the book of Ruth and Ruth's story. Ruth lost her husband and was in a really tough place so her father-in-law also passed away and it was just hard both her mother-in-law was super sad she was super super sad a lot of hardship but she chose to love where god had her and to surrender the hard days and through that i really believe she even set pace for her mother-in-law as she watched her choose joy and hardship she also found joy and she also saw God move in the midst of it. And honestly, I think that that's, if you're listening to this, maybe that's a book of scripture that you maybe need to go back to. Of course, it's known to be like the sweet little love story. So especially if you're struggling or anxious about your singleness, this might be a really great place to go. But as mm-hmm. I was reflecting, yeah. it brought me a lot of peace. Yeah, I love that so much. I I don't remember where I saw this, but I saw someone talking about peace pockets, finding a pocket of peace in your everyday, setting time aside to literally usher in and welcome in the peace of God into your life in that day. And I think that Mm -hmm. is how we can begin to find joy where we are right now. And this is something I'm really trying to do. You know, Kenzie and I are in a little bit of a transition right now in terms of our like Nine to five jobs we are finding ourselves with a little bit more time on our hands than we've ever had before, and I was thinking the other day about how easy it is to fill that time with more worry and anxiety, you know, yeah, to sign up for all these new things and do all of these new extra things because now I have more time, and so why not fill my time with all of this other stuff that can lead to more worry and anxiety and I was like, rather than doing that, I want to take this extra time, and I want to invest it somewhere where it will multiply. There's no better way for me to invest my time than to invest in more time with God. And so, you know, I typically spend time with God in the morning before my day gets started, but I was like, I really am going to try to be intentional and I I need you to help me stay intentional to this, (laughs) of using the hours of between four and five of like four o'clock, I put away my phone, I put away my work, everything. And then Tyler's usually done with work at like 5.30-ish. So rather than using that to do chores and errands and you know things that I would normally do or do more work or whatever, I wanna use that as my beast pocket. How can I use this time to mm-hmm. be with God, to stop and to think about the reasons why I love this season and the things that I'm grateful for and mm-hmm. to look around and to acknowledge all that God is doing in the right here, in the right now. And rather than using that hour to create more worry and anxiety, I want to use that hour to push back against that and to create this moment of peace in my day every day. I just think that no matter what season you're in, no matter if your peace pocket is 10 minutes before you go to bed every night or it's the 10-minute drive from your college campus to your apartment, whatever it is, using that space really intentionally to invite and usher in the peace of God, because I think no matter what season you're in, no matter what worries or anxieties you're facing, if we're intentional about saying, God, I know your peace is available to me when I create a space where I can receive it and I can soak in it. And I don't know, that just kind of encouraged me. I don't even know where I heard that. And it might not even have been a Christian, (laughs) maybe spun it, but I just think that that's so powerful. And that's something that is something I'm trying to be really intentional about, like four to five You should not see me texting you. I should be in my peace pocket. (laughs) That's so good. I agree. I agree. I've been lingering on my phone so much these days. It's so bad. Just last night, actually, I was like, Josh, we should have a no phone rule after five. And he shot me down, though. He was like, that is the most impractical idea I've ever heard. And I was like... I hate it. Oh. <laughs> anyway, but I do think there's really practical ways that you can find peace or you can take note of really good things or find joy in the small things and just not wasting it away, resituating things and all of that. So, yeah. And then on top of that, this is the next thing we wanted to talk about was taking a little bit of action with your anxiety. So this kind of sometimes I feel is like a little bit of a hot take because people are like, if you're feeling anxious, you should rest and be still and just like trust that the Lord is going to show up for you because he is and be still in that. Be certain of that. Just sit back and watch things happen. And as amazing that it, that that is, and I do believe that you can trust in the Lord and he is going to show up for you. But I also do believe that we are the hands and feet and we've sometimes got to see action and sometimes we don't do this because of our anxieties and because of our fears. And we're scared of the outcome. Mm-hmm. That I really believe here that even just a small, small, tiny little step forward, bring a lot of peace into your anxieties. And it even creates a little bit more of a dependency on Jesus. I find when I'm not taking action and when I just sit back and kind of reflect and sit in my anxieties, I start to come up with my own ideas and I come up with my own solutions and I start journaling plans and texting people that, I, that aren't what I even should do. Instead, rather than taking action with the Lord and just growing in a dependency for him, like, okay, God, I'm going to do this and I feel scary and I'm a little anxious about it, but I'm going to see you show up in the midst of it. I know this has been a huge part of Mac and I's story. I reflect on just so many years of building delight and doing ministry together and having said a lot of scary yeses and taken a lot of steps forward when we were really anxious about things. And we just saw the Lord show up. And I mean, these are little things like scheduling a meeting with somebody or going on a coffee date or sending out a text or going on a little retreat with one of your friends to get more clarity on something. Just doing a little something with your anxieties and seeing the Lord show up in it has been huge for us. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I always think about that song, Ken's. I had a phase where I was obsessed with this song, the song that says like, you love when I'm empty. Do you, which is yeah. Oh, you love, you love yeah. obsession. Yeah. <laughs> you love when I'm empty. It's that one thing. You love, love. when I'm empty. I can't believe I'm singing, LOL. <laughs> but I love it because I think we are under this false narrative that God can only move in our life when we're full and when we're at our best tip top shape and when we don't have anxiety and when we're not worried about things, that's when God's going to move. And I think it's quite the opposite. I think about the Beatitudes when Jesus literally says, hey, blessed are the meek, you know, blessed are all of these things that we see as weaknesses. But Jesus is saying, "Hey, no! When you are empty, when you are at the end of your rope, that's actually when you are blessed. That's actually when I'm going to begin to move." And I just think that that's so cool because we know that, hey, God moves when we are weak and when we are empty, so we can move too, knowing that in those moments God is going to move. So those are our moments when we're at our lowest, when we're at our yeah. emptiness, that we can know, okay. Now's the time to start taking back the ground. Now's the time to start making the moves, to start doing the things. And and I just love that because I think so often we think until I'm healed of this, until I'm better from this, then that's when I'll start taking action. But rather than waiting on the healing, let God heal you on the journey. Let God fill you up on the journey. Let God cover your anxieties on the journey. Do it scared. Do it afraid. I think that's just sometimes. The moments that I've seen God move the most were when I was literally at my emptiest and he pulled through and he showed up. And yeah, yeah that's when I was like, all right, it's go time. Let's go. And so, yeah, it just yeah. gets me excited. He like, loves when we're empty. He loves you're Andy. You love that song. You really did. Do you still listen do. to it? Well, I just have this memory of me laying in bed one night and I was it was a really hard day, like really, really hard day. And I was so upset. And you just have to know those moments where you try to tell people about it and they don't say what you wanted them to say, you mm-hmm. know? And I had had a couple of conversations with a couple of people who just didn't say what I wanted them to say. I love them. But I think it was God ushering me like, bring this to me, take this to me. And I was just laying yeah. in bed. It was pitch black. I was being emo. And laying in bed and I turned on that song. And I just, when it got to the You Love When I'm Empty part, I just sobbed. And I was like, okay, oh my God, I'm <laughs> empty. <laughs> And I hate it, but you love it. So I give it to you. Okay. And I love that. No, that's real, though. It's so real. I feel honestly probably resonates with so many people that are like, oh, these days suck. And I feel so empty. What do I even do with this? And I think that you're so right that he can move amidst that emptiness. And it takes a little bit of your action, too. All right, this is for all of my college ladies out there who are trying to figure out what in the heck you are going to do this summer. I remember the days when you're like, should I do an internship? Should I get a job? Should I go home? Should I be a waitress? What should I do? Well, I have an incredible opportunity for you that number one, you're going to get paid for. And number two, it is so impactful in an incredible way to serve Jesus and to meet some amazing people this summer, and that is becoming a camp counselor or so many other opportunities at Winshape Camps. Winshape is on the lookout for the ultimate top-notch college girls like you to serve as a counselor, a program staff, worship leader, media, or even in admin roles at one of their three overnight camp locations in the north georgia mountains or traveling the country even bringing camp to one of their 90 church partners one of my favorite things about windshape in my opinion is that they are the highest paying summer camp in the country and for the entire summer they cover your food your lodging and your travel to and from camp i mean It is a no-brainer opportunity for you because if you're wanting to serve Jesus this summer in a really fun, exciting, impactful way, then I think this is it. I think Windshaped Camps is just like, come on, sign up, go be a camp girl this summer. Ken's and I are jealous. We wish we could be camp girls with you. If only we weren't old women. But you can learn more information by signing up Using our super easy and simple interest form, the link is in the show notes, and we will send you more information on this incredible experience. You have nothing to lose. Scroll to those show notes, click the link, and sign up for more information about working at Winshape. And then on top of that, on top of that, I think we've got a full, full send it. Full send what God's doing in your life. Stop second guessing it. I think a lot of times our anxiety comes from like second guessing things. And in this situation, I'm thinking of somebody who maybe moved away for college and they were like, oh my gosh, yeah, I totally felt God calling me to move away across the country to go to college. And now I'm here and I'm so anxious about it. Or somebody post college Mm -hmm. who just moved for this awesome dream job, but now they're there and it's not what they expected and they're really anxious about it. And they've just, Forgotten, and it's so easy to forget, because amidst your anxiety, you just think of all these lies and everything but the truth and your sulking and your loneliness and hardship and all the things, and you just totally forget like why God brought you there or what mm-hmm. he's doing in your life, and so I really want to encourage anybody listening in that situation to just full send it to totally embrace it, to stop second guessing it. This is really funny and so not serious or I guess meaningful or. I'm not trying to compare this to whatever, (laughs) but let me tell you something. It was actually really funny. So I think some of you guys probably know if you follow along on socials, Uh, me and Josh right now, we're on a little ski trip in Park City, Utah. And this is funny, but we actually put a lot of prayer and intention Mm. into this trip. I was like, okay, I really feel like the beginning of the year a lot of changes happened for us this last year. I think it'd be so awesome to genuinely get away just us, be still, actually rest and not fill up our weeks and cast vision for the new year and just reset a little bit. It felt like a really like spiritual experience and something really awesome for our marriage. I know it sounds funny because we're living our best life in Park City, Bougie, Utah, but that's where it all began. And it was a big financial stretch for us. And I remember at the beginning of planning for everything, I was like, okay, I don't want to do this if we're going to like manipulate it and we're going to make everything Mm -hmm. happen and it's going to be way out of our means. Everything has got to fall into place. You know, we're currently renting out our house to be able to rent out this place and a bunch of other things. And sure enough, honestly, it all kind of fell into place. We found the perfect little place to stay two people to rent out our house, it all aligned. It was all like, oh my gosh, okay, this does feel really special for us. And like, I feel like we should totally do this. And then it's so funny about a month leading up after everything was booked, deposits were down, all the thing, we started to get like really anxious. We were like, oh my gosh, why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> like I need yeah, am yeah, going a little bit messed up. You guys already know. I was like, oh my gosh, the altitude is mm-hmm. going to make it worse. I was coming up with a thousand things that were making me anxious about it. Josh was like, I'm not going to be able to work or close deals or I'm going to get behind in my career. And then we're like, mm-hmm. we don't have a car. We're going to be stuck and <laughs> miserable. And I mean, we came up with like really like mm-hmm. not yeah. grounded, not true. We just were grabbing onto all anxieties and forgot like, no, okay. I do feel like this is, once again, this, I'm not trying to over spiritualize our Park City trip, but it felt like it was supposed to be. And if I was yeah. to think about the beginning and how it all came to be, I think I would have found a lot of peace and my anxiety would have gone away. But rather I was mm. focusing on the anxieties. And so for any of you who can resonate with that, I just really want to encourage you to stop guessing, to maybe take a note, take your journal, maybe go back in your journals or maybe write some truths down of why in the beginning and where it all started, because yeah. maybe like me, you lost a little bit of sight of it all. Yeah, that's so good. So 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 good. And I think the last thing that we kind of want to talk to and really hit on here when it comes to anxiety and worry and this is something that we learned a lot about in our in my field study is where the root of anxiety actually comes from and actually all anxiety is rooted in fear. And Fear is something that I think we often disassociate with anxiety. We kind of think of anxiety as just like, (laughs) everybody's got anxiety. It's just normal. It's just whatever. You just have it and you deal with it and you just kind of live with your anxiety. And I think that there's something really powerful happens when we ask God to tell us the truth about our anxiety. Or in other words, we ask God to search our heart and to tell us what we're really afraid of. I mean, I've always loved Psalm 139, 23 through 24. It says, search me, God, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me, God, know my heart, test me, know my anxious thoughts. And I love that the psalmist there is inviting God to search him, to say, Look in the depths of my heart, the the nooks and the crannies that I can't see, the places that are in the shadows. And would you help me see what it is that's underneath my anxiety? What is it that I'm actually afraid of? And I think that we can forget that we can ask God this. You can literally, in this moment, close your eyes and you can say, God, will you search my heart and will you help me to see what it is that I'm actually afraid of because your anxiety is rooted in fear of something. Maybe it's fear of not being enough. Maybe it's fear of failure. Maybe it's fear of rejection. Maybe it's fear of losing your comfort and losing your safety. There's something that you're afraid of that I think God can begin to reveal to you. And I think so often, again, we just think, oh, I got to go deal with my fears on my own. But then I think once we ask God to help us reveal what it is that we're afraid of, Then we ask God, God, will you speak to that fear? Like, God, will you actually speak truth to that fear? Because whatever you're afraid of is a lie. It's a lie. It's Mm -hmm. a, there's something in there that maybe the enemy has been able to trick you into believing and God has truth for you about whatever it is that you're afraid of. And so I think for me, when I I think about really practically about kind of what we talked about at the beginning, of you know, we're, we're, we're not trying yet to have to have babies. But when I think about it in the future, I can really quickly look at people around me and be like, oh, I'm going to be like them and I'm going to have problems and I'm going to have troubles and it's just not going to happen for me. And if I ask God to search my heart and say, God, you know, what am I really afraid of? I don't think it's that I'm afraid of not being able to have kids. I think what I'm afraid of is that, God, I think I'm afraid that you actually don't want good things for me somehow I'm believing a false lie that you actually don't have what's best in mind for me. I have this false view of who God is. And when I get really real and raw about that lie that I've been believing or about that thing that I'm actually afraid of, that's underneath the anxiety, then I can say, God, will you speak into that? And I can literally comb through scriptures and see God's heart is the opposite. God's heart is for me. And God, when He knit me together in my mother's womb, He had a specific purpose for my life, and He is going to carry that through and He's going to see that through. And no matter what happens, He loves me so much. And I don't have to doubt for a moment how loved I am by Him and how taken care of I am by Him. And Mm -hmm. so I think just that moment of bringing the anxiety to Jesus. To actually letting God kind of see underneath it, see beneath it, letting him search your heart, letting him reveal things to you that your anxiety has been blinding you from being able to really see and understand, and then inviting God to speak the truth of whatever it is that you're really afraid of. Because I think about you girls who are getting ready to transition into a new season Maybe for you, you're afraid you're not going to get a job, but maybe for you, your fear is something super similar. Like, God, I'm afraid that you actually won't take care of me. I'm afraid that I actually have to do it on my own. Like, my whole life long, my parents, they didn't show up for me. My family didn't show up for me. So I'm just so used to doing it on my own. And I just believe if you let God speak into that, He says, Hey, I am with you. I will never forsake you. I'm right by your side. And I think when we, Allow God to speak. There's that peace. There's that. All right. I am not alone in this. I am loved. I'm yeah. loved by love itself. And no matter what it is that I'm facing, because it's scary a hundred percent, whatever the unknown is scary. I am taken care of and I am sent into that next season knowing who I am and knowing that God is with me. And I think mm. that is how we battle up against anxiety we let God speak. And we don't just do it one time. The next day when the fear starts to creep in again, we ask God to speak again. (laughs) We go through that whole conversation again and knowing that God's voice is always available for you. So whatever fear or anxiety you're facing in any moment, you can stop and you can have that conversation and that exchange with God where you can have God speak truth over whatever it is that you're afraid of. Yeah. So, so so good. It sounds like we all need to do a lot of searching of what's below our anxiety. What's the root of it? And what lie are we believing about the character of God? I mean, I need that. You need that. I think that's a really good way to, to wrap this up. You guys, we are praying for you. We are thinking of you. Just to recap, if you're taking notes, we talked about You know, talking about your anxieties with your friends, but naturally bringing those things up. Don't just staying in the dark or keeping it to yourself. We talked about learning to love the season you are in as best as you can. I know that's challenging, but there's so much goodness right in front of you. Taking a little bit of action was the next thing, you know, doing a little something, something with your anxieties. small steps of faith, being a little bit brave and overcoming, learning to be so dependent upon God in the midst of it. We talked about full it, you know, stop second guessing what God <laughs> brought you, remembering where he brought you and why, because there there's a reason for that. And he has you right where you need to be. And then just bring your fears before the Lord, let him search you and be reminded of the truth of the character of God Admit your fears. So good. You guys, hopefully this is so helpful. You're not alone in this. Oh my gosh, you probably said this before, but we have another podcast about anxiety. If you need it, go back and forget what the title is exactly. But it's one of the most listened to podcasts. And that just says yeah. that you're not alone in this. That's why you wanted to do a little something else for it. And hopefully this is mm. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boy, the girl, fam. We love you guys so much. And we cannot wait to be with you guys in person in just a few weeks on tour. And we will be back next week for a new episode. We'll talk to you then.